Most of the time, I no longer even want to partake in foreplay. I don't even want him to touch me. Sometimes as I am in the mindset, this is going to take hours. I just want to get it done. Doesn't help that he has a very large penis, which makes sex for that long even more painful. Okay, so she wants shorter sex with a smaller penis. I mean, I think we have some listeners that can help. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. Today's juicy topics include a discussion about whether penises swell before an orgasm, an unexpected open marriage scenario, the betrayal of revealing faked orgasms, and more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. What's up, Mike? Oh, uh, doing well. I'm here in Southern California. Uh, so now mm. I'm a little bit out of town, not massively as you have been. Um, my wife and I actually were talking about this question of not the faked orgasm, but well, I mean, it goes along with that, like the woman purporting to have large numbers of orgasms in an early sexual encounter with a guy. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, she, what she, her, her view was basically that it could be kind of like the aftershocks of one. Like in other words, let's say that she has one that's legitimate, like very clearly she's having one. And then yeah. like you continue for another 15 minutes, like there may be some experience she's having that she defines that way. She also was very like, a, she is, she generally agrees with, or she, she brought it up on her own, but sort of it's something we've talked about where it's like for a woman, it's less clear, like it becomes a definitional thing, right? Like how do you define the word for a woman? For a man, it's easier. The word orgasm. Exactly. Yeah. Because for a yeah. woman, it's not like you can, you can, you can actually sit around and debate uh, what, which, what level of, of, of pleasure you have to attain or whatever, what experience you need to get to. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've been through this a bunch of times, but just as a reminder for our newer listeners, uh, women have something that's quite analogous to the male orgasm. And then they seem to have some other experience that they often call an orgasm that is less analogous to a male orgasm. And that, that second thing is the thing that I think women who are aggressively multi-orgasmic is that's the thing that they're having many times. Is that, is that a good summary of our previous sure. discussions on this topic? Yeah. So I, one thing that I said was I said, I thought, let's say you're in it. Maybe let's say it's the first time you're with a guy, a particular, uh -huh. that particular guy. Yeah. And if you have if you have this so so the woman hat may there there are two sides to this coin I think the woman might have an incentive to really have a really really good time so like be very effusive in how happy she is about the experience because then that might make him feel have a, a good level time of pride. or pretend to have a good time well I'm not, let's let's just let's just say from this guy's standpoint to to give the appearance she may be also having a good time but like sort of like amp it up a little bit in how she mm -hmm. reacts and mm -hmm. talks about it and so forth on the other hand. Uh, so, so that would then that, maybe make the guy, yep. That makes the man feel more macho or cool or something. Yeah. I mean, basically, uh, you know, the, uh, he might think to himself, um, uh, she, she's thinking to herself, well, he, she wants him to want to do this again. She doesn't want okay. this to be the only time they do it. So like, it's okay. like, okay, this makes it more fun for him. Like it's good. Okay. And it's, you know, it doesn't, it's no skin off her back to sort of be more vocal, more sort of enjoying herself. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, I was thinking, well, it, if in the case where the guy is, for whatever reason, decides to move on, it's kind of embarrassing for her, right? Because it's like, she's had this really, like, he then feels like he's kind of, you know, won the battle or whatever, because he's 
cause her to feel all these things, cause her to react this way, and then he ghosts her, moves on, and then that sort of could be uh, make her feel bad. Of course, if she knows in her brain, in her mind, that she was just faking or or sort of exaggerating a lot of it, then it might not make her feel bad. <laughs> it's a double double reverse, double double cross, right? Yeah, right. But yeah, that doesn't actually benefit her because the man still gets to feel uh, whatever the opposite of emasculated is masculated. Sure. But maybe, maybe they're like, I guess the, I guess the end of this would be kind of like, there's no, there may be no downside actually for her and her life experience to sort of having an exaggerated response like this. I see there. Well, the, the one downside of course would be, uh, if they then start dating and her response becomes less exaggerated, then she's set herself up for a tricky situation. Yeah. I mean, faking orgasms, is dangerous that is a very dangerous road to go down because i mean we have a topic later where somebody's going to find out that somebody was faking but generally it's not (laughs) if you're faking that your partner's not going to get better at actually giving them to you and then he's probably going to be pretty upset when he finds out that you've been faking and so but in a world in a world where i mean you're sort of living men sort of live in the world of uh like it's like quantum mechanics. Men live in the world of particles, and when women live in the world of waves <laughs> and probabilities. Uh-huh. So for a man, uh-huh. it's clearly binary, right? And so faking for a man, faking would be, let's say you have a condom on, and you mm-hmm. kind of like rush to the bathroom and hide it because there's nothing in there, right? right. And, and she would she would immediately know. Whereas for a woman, faking could actually be a spectrum. There's everything from she's just totally not enjoying it and completely fakes everything to actually it feels pretty good, but there's like a, she's exaggerating a bit. And so you see what I'm saying? There's like this, there's, there's, there's an yeah. amount of faking that could happen and it's not always going to be cut and dried. Yeah, but especially for the women that are having the orgasm experience that is most analogous to a man's, they... Yeah, like if you fake that, okay, it can be a bit of a challenge for many women to reach orgasm. And Mm -hmm. you want to steer your man and give him some feedback that makes that less challenging. And faking is like basically the opposite of that. You're reinforcing bad behaviors. Sure. But I mean, I'm talking about, for example, a woman, like a woman who, let's see, after she's uh, gotten off, Mm -hmm. uh, being penetrated after that by the man, let's say he hasn't yet. And so he's, they're still having sex that can still be pretty pleasurable for her, which is not really analogous to a man's experience, right? I mean, the man, for most men, it's uh, kind of, isn't particularly pleasurable because he's in his refractory period and so forth. And so mm-hmm. she is having pleasure. She's enjoying it. It's just, she might be, you know, and he also did succeed. I mean, she did get there, right? It's, it's yeah. Sort of, yeah. sort of, yeah. So I could, I could see there being something adaptive there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? I mean, <laughs> the incentives here are not perfectly aligned. Uh, That's um, right. Yeah. And there is truly an experience that women have there that men do not have, which is they can still sort of enjoy the experience kind of in a lot, in, you know, significantly after their first climax. Right. Whereas right. the guy, I mean, most men just pretty much don't. They want to <laughs> roll move over. On. Right. Yeah. Right. They start thinking um, about video games. Or baseball or whatever it might be. Um, right. Okay, let's move on to our first topic here. So this person asks, do women notice when a guy is about to come just by how his dick feels? 
I often noticed that women's moaning and breathing during sex seems to intensify just when I'm about to come, even when I don't signal anything about it verbally. I know my dick becomes the hardest and biggest the closer I get to coming. Could that be it? And does this mean the woman would orgasm easier if my dick was this hard and blood-filled from the beginning? It's not that I'm fucking with a flaccid one, just talking about the normal subtlety every guy has, I guess. Okay, I disagree with some parts of his premise. Do you? Okay. Uh, why don't you say it first? Because I'm not, I'm not actually sure. Well, okay. So he says, first he says, I often notice that women's moaning and breathing during sex seems to intensify just when I'm about to come, even when I don't signal anything about it verbally. I think women can tell when a man's about to come, but I don't think it's because of some subtle swelling in his penis. Okay. But he's not, that part of the premise wasn't saying that. That was saying that the woman's response changes, right? And I've definitely yeah. noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But they can tell that, I mean, your breathing is changing. <laughs> That's why. Sure. And particularly if they've been with you a f- more than a f- you know certain number of times, they know there may be some pattern to your behaviors yeah. that kind of lead up to that. So that there's some tells. Okay. So thing two that I disagree with, let's say that there is X volume of blood in your penis when it's, I don't know, regular erect. And then in the 10 seconds leading up to orgasm, what coefficient do you have to add to X? Like how much more blood volume is there in your penis? Like that that's making it harder or possibly slightly larger. Yeah. I haven't noticed it to do the, I mean, okay. To answer your question, I'm not sure. It can't be more than like 5% or something. I feel like five is even, yeah, I don't think so. I think it's on the order of like one or none. Yeah, I, the thing that I've noticed is that it can seem to get sort of tighter and more kind of, um, uh, what's the word, like more rigid, more full of blood, whatever, more like a, you know, blown up, but actually during the, the orgasmic contractions, not like leading up to it. I have not noticed yeah. that. Yeah. My personal experience. I have noticed before that like it can, yeah, almost, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it, I suspect there's something about the muscle contractions that causes more like, cause blood is constantly flowing. It's not like the blood is just pooled in your penis. Like that would be dangerous, right? right? It is still flowing right. through there. It's just restricted in a certain way. Um, and so you could imagine the muscle contractions prevent, you know, preventing some of it from more of the flow from coming out. And so it does get a little more turgid as they say. Right. Turgid. Yeah. Turgid. Yeah. Yeah. Soft G. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I guess I'll have to pay attention to this, but I mean, you do get harder the more aroused you are. Um, and as my arousal shifts or, or there's like perturbations in my arousal, there might be more or less blood volume. But I, yeah, I mean, I think it's on the order of less than 5% or the, the vacillations. Okay, but this is still the premise you're taking issue with. I mean, there's gonna there's a separate issue, which is whether she could she she doesn't have really the right sensory apparatus in that part of her body to yeah. I mean, to make we this know, kind of fine distinction. I mean, we know that women sometimes can't even tell when a man orgasms, let alone like when they're building toward an orgasm. Like, well, they typically can't unless they are use other cues for it. I, I mean, okay, maybe there's some subtle like there's a movement of of it up and down. Yeah, right? there's a. I think they can sometimes feel the pulsing depending on the angle of attack. So the, well, of this the is penis. something that I I discussed with Allie. Like her argument was that it's not the pulsing; it's the it's the pulsing in particular is it moving literally up and down, right? So it's like it's 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 bouncing up and down as opposed to like yeah. enlarging and shrinking. Well, she, I mean, 
the the, the thing that the the thing that she said that I thought was a winning argument is that she's uh, has a lot of exp- uh, she experienced this with her mouth. And I was like, okay, there I believe you do have the sensory apparatus to know exactly what is and is not moving. And I was like, okay, yeah. fine. That's, per- that's persuasive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Um, but even so, I think that it would be, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what this, and yeah, I mean, another element of what this guy's saying, it reminds me of our <clears throat> previous guest uh, who uh, discussed the notion that he thought he could uh, reach climax, like on a phone call with someone and they couldn't detect it. Mm, he th- he right. thought that he, he would be able to be in the middle of a sentence discussing something with somebody and just not change yeah. his tone at all or anything like that. Yeah, um, that's sort of what this guy with this guy's implying, right? Is that is that he's like he said he gives no other outward sign, and you think, well, that's he's fooling yes. himself. He should like videotape himself, and he would yes. see there are outward signs. Yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if if nothing else, his breathing changes. But yeah, they can. Uh, there's probably like some change in the way that you pump in and out too. You know, but that might. Do you think? I mean, do you have any conscious changes that you go for there? Uh, I don't know. I might pump slightly harder. I mean, when I'm actually orgasming, what I want to do is just sort of <laughs> bury my cock in to the hilt. You know, sure. But I mean, like when, when, as a signal that you're on the brink. I think my breathing intensifies. Maybe I. Yeah, but I'm asking whether you have some pumping strategy. I uh, know. Some thrusting I strategy. Maybe it's slightly <laughs> faster or maybe it's even slower. I don't know. I think it varies. I think the angle okay. and what's going on, phase of the moon, all matter. Okay. For that. Yeah, yeah I, I tend to agree with that. Um, all right. So his official question is, do women notice when a guy is about to come just by how his dick feels? And I think they do notice when a guy's about to come, but not because of the way his dick feels. I yeah. The- I mean, it's really, it, it is true that it's, that it <clears throat> forms like a really big part of like literotica, mm-hmm. you know, she could feel it swelling or he could right. feel it swelling depending on your, right. your orientation. Yeah. It's a um, common trope. I'm trying to think like, I feel like I have been in a situation where I felt my own penis swelling like that. And I remember it because I because the reason I remember it is it bothered me. Uh, and I'm trying to think of how I would have noticed. It must have been something not involving my hand. I just can't remember the details. When I am maximally aroused, everything feels like a little bit tight, almost to the point of discomfort. Mm-hmm. So yeah, is, I mean, that, so that, is that what you're describing? With it. Yeah, probably. I, well, I actually don't remember. I just remember it uh, It being... You, you remember the discomfort. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like like physical and also sort of... It's just sort of an odd thing. It's like... Right. Uh, like a balloon that's going to pop or something. Right. Yeah, I get it. All right, let's move on. Um, this is a bit of a lengthy one, but I think there's a couple of interesting discussions that can fall out from it. So this person says, my husband got mad because a guy was giving me oral sex. <laughs> Okay. I mean, at hmm. first blush, <laughs> he probably should. A disposable this is a account. Hetero couple. Yeah. A disposable account. English is not my first language. Um, been married for 10 years. She's 30. Her husband is 32. I have a bit of a hard time coming from penetration. So I'd occasionally tell my husband to give me oral, but he always refuses because he says he doesn't like my taste. This was ever since we met. So he just uses his fingers or nothing. About two months ago, he came up with the idea of having an open marriage. According to him, he loves me, but it didn't satisfy him sexually. 
uh, although I was open to experimenting with various things like anal, etc. He also said that my physique no longer attracted him so much. Hmm. That's a bit hurtful. Uh, I ended up accepting, putting various rules, wear protection, only have sex with someone once or twice a week, get constant STD tests, notify in advance of at least two hours. And we said that we can take them home, but not to our bed. It would have to be the guest bedroom. Okay. I mean, these rules seem fine. Sure. Uh, I mean... What could possibly go wrong? Let's 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 continue. I wasn't that interested in this, so I hadn't dated anyone. My husband was. He took advantage of everything he wanted. About two weeks ago, I met. Uh, about two weeks ago, I met someone and we had sex. When I got home, I was quite happy since I hadn't done it for a long time. But my husband didn't seem so happy. He was somewhat furious. I asked him what was wrong, and he just ignored me. The following week, the same guy contacted me when we met again. I told my husband from two p.m. Okay, yeah, she's talking. The, the timing here is important to her, but it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, as this man was giving me oral, my husband enters the guest room and tells the man to leave. He was angry. I told him what was wrong with him. And he didn't say anything. It was quite. It was quite okay. So, all right, you, you with me so far? So, there's yeah. the, they open the marriage. She meets some guy. Uh, the well, they have the time, standard problem. Like the problem is that that they it's uh there's the, the problem is that the woman is going to be much more successful right off the bat than the man that's always what's going to happen and okay so that happens yeah i mean like right. and, well, and, and then, she goes in whole hog you know yeah well and then on the second time the husband walks in on them uh, yeah all right it was quite hot that night so i stayed in my underwear i fell asleep i get up around 2 a.m and my husband was between my legs eating my pussy and his fingers inside me I was kind of what the fuck because he never liked doing it. We had had sex. We had sex that night and every night after, including oral sex. He now tells me that he wants to close the marriage, but it's confusing because he asked me to open it in the first place because he was dissatisfied and didn't see me as attractive. But now, and what if he gets bored of me again or something like that? So I thought this was interesting. Like basically seeing his wife fucking somebody else awoke some attraction to his partner that had faded i don't know if that would be is that normal does that is that good i think this i mean i think that this um let's see i guess this could go both directions but i think that i I, the, the place that i've like anecdotally heard about this more is with women actually that they basically will like I can't cite you specific examples, but that a woman will can basically be can in will her interest in sex might go up to sort of fend off a potential competitor. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, this makes sense to me sort of from a biological standpoint, like a man having sex with another woman almost reasserts his sexual viability. Like he, he's able to, and right. you know, convince another woman to have sex with him. So that must mean that he's, you know, sexually viable. Um, well, and also it's that it's, it's a, it's a tool that women have to kind of keep a guy. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tool that women, I mean, just put very simply, like, obviously it's much more complex than that, but it's a tool that women can use in that way. And you know, that even whether it's, uh, subconscious or conscious, 
if they if they see some risk to their relationship, it's just a tool they can use. But it's it's not really it doesn't typically go the other way. Um, you know, if a man is afraid that his wife is, you know, going to leave him, she's tired of him, etc., telling her like, "Look, I'm going to give you some really good sex." is not like what people would typically advise a guy to do, right? I mean, it's right. they'd say, "Look, this is that that might that might actually it would it would be considered maybe more likely to be part of the problem than the solution." You know, yeah. thinking that's that's what she wants. She probably wants, you know, more attention or I don't know. Yeah. Some some other sort of um partner behaviors than than offering your great sex. It's not um, clear from things, yeah. It's not clear from the post whether she's happy about this increased sexual frequency. Um It's not just that. Or, like he he also like has I mean this is this whole situation's sort of odd, right? I mean, so did he think that she didn't like oral? I don't know. She says he said that he didn't like her taste. But so he liked her taste once another guy had done it. So maybe he's gay or bi, <laughs> right? Because that's what happened. Getting right? some some residual semen in there. Uh, well, was just the other guy was just giving her oral, presumably. Although I guess we don't know. Oh yeah, we don't know. That's that's true. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I typically assume that male oral performed on women after he ejaculates in her is uncommon, although non-zero but uncommon. Is there something about seeing another man being attracted to your wife that would make, that would be enticing? Like, is this like what's going on with cuckolds? Like they're aroused Maybe. by oh, that's somebody an interesting else point. being attracted be to their actually, partner? Yeah, it could be that's actually what's going on here is he has that kink, right? Where he wants, yeah, he's turned on by her being like a hot wife or whatever. Yeah, uh, I've never really understood that. Uh, I yeah, I don't know if it's. It, it always seems to me like it's kind of a submissive thing. You know, this this thing where women uh, will post about their bull coming over. You know, I mean, how can that possibly not be construed as submissive? <laughs> you're you're being yeah, you're not having sex. Sure. <laughs> like you know. well, I, I guess I was thinking there could be a couple different dimensions, right? It could be on the dimension of submissive dominant. It could also be on the some other dimension, like um wanting to like just having a specific fetish, like mm-hmm. or or also like um reassuring you that your wife is still attractive. Something like that. It doesn't have to be submissive, although I agree with you, it certainly feels that way. It's so strange. I I would have my like baseline intuition is that attractiveness is sort of objective and ephemeral things around her behavior or like what you're seeing her do wouldn't matter that much, but that appears not to be the case here. Well, I don't agree. I mean, it is objective, but it's relative in the sense that if you know someone really, really well, you're going to be I mean, you're always going. You're always going to be attracted to mystery, right? So yes. somebody that, yeah. So so somebody that you're seeing in a, a swimsuit on the beach is going to be more sort of directly, uh, subjectively attractive to you. And so seeing someone else attract, like attracted to the person who you ha- aren't just seeing with the swimsuit, but seen without the swimsuit, et cetera, like mm-hmm. could kind of cause you to see it through their eyes. That that makes some sense to me. While, while it wouldn't change the mm-hmm. objective situation, I could see it changing your subjective. Um, evaluation. Yeah. So that would make sense to me. I mean, I, I can't 
argue it. I I don't know what my reaction would be if. <laughs> like let's say that, let's say this. I walked let's in and this. my partner getting head from another man. Like I think it would let's, not. Yeah, but let's take that away and let's say this. Let's say the situation was you're dating a woman who is a she's an actress in plays like in musicals. Uh, okay, you know, in, on Broadway. Yep, and she's she's and she's like the leading lady. People, she's attractive. And I dated a girl never who okay. uh, was it was an opera singer. Okay, maybe it's her. Will that work for this analogy? Not as well because the audience for opera tends to be a little older. But mm. let's say it wasn't okay. older. All right, all right, all right. Um, okay, so and you have not seen her perform, or maybe you saw it once a long time ago. Whatever. Maybe she was. Um, she doesn't want you to come. She's embarrassed. And so you've never seen this and you've been with her for two years and you have had some sort of gradient of attracted attraction to her. Then you go see her perform and you see all these dudes just going nuts or just everyone yeah. going nuts over her beauty and stuff like that. I bet right yeah. after that, like that night you would be more attracted to her. Yeah. You'd be yeah. Like, wow. Look, I, I got that. I got this, this thing that other people value. I wonder if that would be a one-time impact though. Like let's say you're dating, you know, a Sports Illustrated model or something. There's probably some juice from, you know, hitting the red carpet with her the first time, but then like all subsequent times, I bet it's just like, oh, this is. That's probably yeah, right. Would, yeah. I would also wonder whether it would, um, this is something only someone like Leonardo DiCaprio would know, uh, <laughs> which is like, do you, uh, does it, if you switch women, does it reinvigorate or, or is it just actually a one-time thing in your life? you just get that once. And then it's, it, then you've, you've, you've seen the, uh, the backside of the, the red carpet and it's not, you know, what, what, what happens on the inside and it's ceases yeah. to be compelling. Yeah. I don't have a bunch of sexual desire for any of my exes. Like, once, once my sexual desire for someone fades, it doesn't seem to come back. What if one of them started dating like a, a fa- uh, you know, a, a well-known, extremely yeah. attractive man? Would that I change wonder. It? I wonder. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> you, you jealousy. I so, yeah, maybe that. Would. Maybe I think it would a little. Yeah. So maybe these cuckold guys actually have figured something out. The like those among those lamos among us haven't haven't figured out. They've, they're amping it up. They're getting like a 0.5 increased orgasm intensity by by doing this this process. What? What are the levels of cuckolding? So like the maximum level is you invite a bull over and watch him fuck your wife. Okay. That, okay. Are there steps that you can try before, before getting, <laughs> getting there? That's a good question. Um, I mean, there obviously is, there's, there's camming or doing something on the internet. So that's not okay. you know, involving another, but it is involving uh-huh. other guys or other guys sort of lusting after her. You could yeah. have a date, you know, be with somebody that's a stripper. So again, although um, I don't, I was watching a TikTok the other day where a woman basically said she, her claim was that essentially her claim was everybody except her at her strip club was having sex with the clients, which I thought was sort of interesting. She she was essentially saying huh. it's uh, ninety five plus percent of them. What uh, what do. was her level of attractiveness? Do you have any idea what kind of club she was at and or where it was? I've What's seen the address. It was, <laughs> it was in Las Vegas, I think. Okay. Um, and she was pretty, you know, pretty attractive. Huh. Um, her claim was that she was really, really good at sort of befriending the guys and, you know, talking to them and this kind of stuff, which I don't know if she was telling the truth or not. It, it sounded a little fake to me that maybe she just 
has decided that she didn't do what everybody else did. But yeah, her claim was basically that like you you make so much more money if in the champagne room you you know provide extra services that essentially everyone does that. Yeah, I wonder if I were a stripper if I would draw lines between stripping and and grinding on men versus actually letting them penetrate me. I mean, look, okay, look, there's obviously a line there, but the first hurdle, which is sort of selling your body without it being penetrated might be harder than the second hurdle, which is let people penetrate you and you make seven times as much money or something. Well, I think you can actually, I think men can are more capable of ideating about this than than men often, well, than we often think we are. Because you can imagine- you can imagine, I can imagine there existing a strip club where men strip and do all these activities and imagine that the women are all very unattractive. So yeah. you're not being penetrated fine, but you're having to do these different activities. And yeah, I mean, it would have the same kind of scale. Like, okay, there would be, you know, dancing in front of them. That would be kind of gross because they're all really unattractive and yeah. they do gross things and it's not great. And um, yep. then, yeah, you, you move up the scale and like, how would you think about that? How would you move from grinding to actually having to penetrate these really unattractive women. I mean, that's what the money's for. So it'd be so, fine with you if you needed the money? I think it would. Yeah. Then that's probably how women feel about it too. Like it's not, it's just, it's sort of matter of fact, right? Yeah. I think some women yeah. feel like there's a little bit more something sacrosanct about you know, being penetrated in a way that men maybe don't about penetrating. I think that, I mean, okay. Yeah. That's, that's probably true for, for some percentage of women, but yeah, I think that the psychological experience you would have if you for money had to have sex with somebody that was really, really, really unattractive would be similar. It'd be tough. Yeah. You'd be sort of you know, unhappy with yourself, you know, I, I just don't know what the mental and emotional repercussions of various, we, we, we come up with these scenarios all the time on, on this show. Like, okay, what if somebody consensually sodomized me? Does sodomy, does sodomy like imply non-consensual or, do, or is sodomy just the act? No. Okay. It's just the act. Okay. So I have to specify consensual. Yeah. Like it's not something I'm interested in trying, but you know, if somebody paid me enough, I definitely would. But I don't know what enough is because I don't know what the long-term emotional downside of getting paid to allow that to happen to me would be. Well, this is, I mean, this is the sort of slippery slope that women navigate in this business, right? I mean, yes. they'll start off doing one thing that's kind of a small thing. And then, and the big thing that happens is they realize that their job doing something kind of lame, you know, their, their, their vanilla normal job doing something kind of lame pays just a fraction of what this pays and you can make the money so much faster. And so they control their lives a lot better. Maybe they're in a relationship with some guy where they uh, don't have much power because the guy has the money or something like that. Mm -hmm. and so, so yeah, so it improves their life in concrete ways. And then, yeah, you go down the slope and, and the, but the thing, the point I want to make with regard to sodomy is that you, they wouldn't start there. Right, you can sort of imagine a slope of activities, and as a guy, you could imagine it too. It's just that no one, in fact, as a man, no one will pay you for any of these activities. So it it, do, it does have to be a thought experiment. No one right. is going to actually pay you to sodomize you. Yeah. Well, they might pay you a little, 
Not, yeah, not a little, yeah. For yeah. me, it's going to be probably high five figures. You think someone would pay actually pay you high five figures? Meaning no more than no. That's that's what I would ask for. That's what I would require. Oh yeah, and they'll pay you probably high two figures. So <laughs> that's that sounds. That sounds about yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, maybe high one figure. <laughs> yeah, that depends what the currency yeah. is. But they ask if one of the two figures can be a zero and one can be a negative sign. Yeah, yeah. I would take high one figure Bitcoin, but you know. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so this one doesn't bury the lead at all, but this person says, my 22-year-old girlfriend broke the news to me uh, and he's a 22, he's 22 as well, that she hasn't orgasmed once in our four plus year long relationship. And okay, he goes on for a bit here. I'm going to, I don't remember what piqued my interest here. So I'm just going to read me and my girlfriend had been having regular sex, especially in the first two years of our relationship, extremely frequently at one point, three times a day for a long time, as we lived together in a unit shared with a friend of hers, I started to worry she was faking orgasms as I was still inexperienced and very insecure. It eventually came up when we were both drunk and I broke down about it and confessed to her that I was worried she was faking orgasms with me. She admitted that she was, but reassured me that we could work through it and I could learn her body and what made her orgasm. At this time, we'd been oh, dating yeah. for less than six months. We continued having regular sex and I put the extra time and effort into foreplay, often longer than 20 to 30 minutes in an attempt to make sure she, she orgasmed before I did. I watched all the videos you can find and tried studying the sound she made and the way she reacted to things that I did. Eventually, I was convinced I was making her orgasm every time. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. And she reassured me that I was even bragging. I made her come multiple times on regular occasions. Okay, yeah, this is... This is like, this is like a guy who uh, convinces himself that he's become a grandmaster at chess. And then after like 10 years that it learns, he doesn't know the rules. He's like, oh, the knight moves like that. It's just terrible. Yeah, I mean... This goes on. I mean, it's brutal. Years have gone by and I maintained the aura of confidence that she was completely satisfied and that I was an incredible lover until the sex began to slow down. We eventually were living separately and we were not seeing each other as frequently because of work and university. And the sex became once a week, then twice a month until we barely ever had sex with each other. I chalked it, chalked it up to not having a comfortable place to have regular sex and counted on us moving out again as being a solution. Eventually we did and the sex was more frequent, but she seemed hesitant and only entertained it a couple times a week if I initiated and only if I initiated. She blamed the drop in her libido to the medication she is taking for her mental conditions. Hmm. Hmm. And then it came up. Eventually she admitted around a year later that she had never orgasmed once in our relationship, but reassured me that she still enjoyed our sex and enjoyed pleasing me, which she is incredible at. I feel so ashamed and pathetic. For a while, I felt that our sex was a chore for her to keep me happy. And this all but confirmed it in my head. I feel betrayed even though I know she did it to preserve my feelings. I put myself in her head and can understand why it was so hard to tell me after everything we had been through. According to her, she has a particular way she masturbates and nothing else works. Apparently this is common. I don't know what to do. We've had sex since, but I can't even stay hard and attempt it. Yeah. I feel like a mess of a man. I feel like less of a man. Deep down, I'm extremely angry at her, but I know my own security and ego are taking over and I still love her. But this, yeah, this guy's using some therapy speak here. Love her more than anything. And as much as I want to blame her, it always comes back to feeling ashamed and belittled. You could describe the way she gets off as humping using her hand. And apparently oh, there I are- should have, I should have said it. I should have said it so that then I would feel, uh, sound awesome when, when you, when you, yeah, I, I knew that's what it would be. This is the standard thing. It's, this is a, this is sort of a, it amounts to like white claw for the woman. I mean, this is, 
Okay. So she's humping using her hand, meaning she's, she's this, this comes up with women who sort of um, roll on their stomachs and kind of rub against a mattress or a pillow, sometimes a stuffed animal, like a, a Daffy duck or a, uh, Mickey mouse. It's getting oddly specific, Mike. <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon, <laughs> uh, with the, the Pokemon with the lightning bolt that comes out of it. But anyway, the, um, she's using her hand. Okay. Okay. So she can, well, I mean, that's actually really good news that she can get there. Right. Yeah. But it's almost Is worse. Happy like, ending here, so to speak. No, not really. I mean, all right. We're almost done here. She also says she sometimes watches porn or other women masturbating and listening to the moans gets her off. That really hurts the most as I feel that she isn't truly attracted to me and is potentially fantasizing about other people when she gets herself off in private after I fail to. Why does he care so much? Like, would you care? (laughs) I mean, I think it's kind of cool. Oh, you would would. care. But okay. All right. Let me just finish this and then we get, and then we'll, we'll discuss after four years of very regular sex and me spending so much time on foreplay and having her walk me through what to do. How can I, not possibly make her orgasm even once. That is the answer. That's that is this guy's English is so bad. That is the answer I keep coming to, but I don't want it to be true. Any advice or similar stories would help. So, okay, I think his reaction here is pretty normal. Like just feeling emasculated and belittled and small and worthless and embarrassed. Um, well, I mean, do women often make you orgasm? Make meaning like you're not make. an actor. Well, yeah. you're not an active participant. I mean, she has a thing where she's an active participant. He doesn't, it doesn't seem to be something that he's able to participate in. And I, that is a, an issue for women that do it this way. Like there are things he could do, but it's a little tricky. But I mean, I think you're probably in a similar situation, actually. Like, uh, sorry, your partners are because you don't like receiving oral. So they could be on top, I guess. But I bet, I, I bet that that's not typically uh, the way you finish commonly with a woman. In her mouth? No, no, with her on top. Oh. Uh, PIV. I don't know. It's probably like not the most. Oh, okay. It's a little less common. It uh, is less common. Guy yeah. That way. yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, so this is like for men, uh, sorry, women already have this experience of like they're being, it's it, making the other person orgasm isn't always, is often kind of not a thing. Well, okay. First of all, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to know, like, can she get herself off while he's going down on her? Probably not, because she needs to, like, she needs the pressure specifically the way she uses her palm or something. Well, yeah, I mean, the the thing that these women do is they're not, like, um, not being female and not having this particular situation. I, I, I am mansplaining a little bit, but I have read a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the most well-read people. I'm sort of the Donald Trump of this topic. Uh, the greatest, no, but Very seriously, well the, right. They, uh, I, my, my impression of what's going on here is that they don't want direct stimulation on their clit. So they don't want like, it's, it's too much or too intense or something like that. They want more sort of overall stimulation on the area, but they need it to be in kind of a lot of pressure, kind of hard. I see. I and see. it's difficult to do that. I mean, the, the, the best way to do that is this. And, and, and they also might like, just in the way, like for a guy, it's also arousing to like thrust in, right? They're also sort of thrusting and that might also kind of enhance their arousal. Sure. And then there's also the fact that they just have done it this way forever, right? So it's kind of like, you know, they, they have this thing that works and when they do something else, maybe it's different and it just doesn't, Yeah, it's not clear how it would work for them. Yeah. I mean, I almost always masturbate the same way. Like yeah. th- there are other ways, but they're, they're all not as good as the one way that is best. And so why would what I? What is the number two way you do it? 
<laughs> uh, I I masturbate in the shower sometimes. But how is that different? You're still doing the same basic Yeah, I action. guess I'm standing. I'm not no, always standing. I don't mean standing. I mean, you're, 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 you're doing it the way stroking. like an ape. ape well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, always, yeah. it's always going to involve stroking my cock. Yeah, but for women, there actually are different actions, right? Sure, of there course. There are women who... Yeah, exactly. So there's, there might be like, there's, I mean, if you include vibrators, there might be sort of four basic techniques that women use, maybe even five. So it's pretty different for them than for a man. Um, there probably are men who like, I don't think so. I was going to say something stupid. Like there are only men, there probably are men who can only come if they like sort of affix a fleshlight to the wall and thrust into it. So they're not using their hand or they're, 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 you know, yeah, but that's not even true. Yeah. I, I doubt it. I think. Yeah, so this is a thing that's hard for men to relate to, that there can be some stu- subtlety to the to the specific actions that a woman needs to get there. Um, but I'm interested in this topic of like, so I said, who cares if there's a thing that works for yes. her? And you I said, like, it's a problem. This, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we've talked about this before. Uh, we talked about a partner who, you know, can't orgasm from partnered sex. And you've mentioned in the past that that's almost kind of cool because <laughs> like yeah who cares and uh it, yeah then you never have to like take on that responsibility i don't know and if those it makes were your... the focus be on you as a guy right i mean you get right. you this this that part of the act is becomes sort of about you and i don't see yeah. that as necessarily a bad thing i mean it, it it's just the way your bodies are set up yeah i think for me there's something about the imagined need of me to give them pleasure that makes that intriguing to me and it doesn't bother like it doesn't like you don't believe that it that something i mean you know that something could be pleasurable without causing a climax yeah so they are enjoying it like being stretched in that area filled up and all this kind of stuff that does feel good like there are various elements to it that are good Uh, i mean i i know a lot of women say that it is a little bit unrelatable to me like if you told me that i'm gonna have a sexual encounter and I'm definitely not going to be allowed to orgasm. I would be much less enthusiastic about it. I think I would still want. I think I would still want to do it, but I would be much. I'd be. I'd be pretty bummed. I'd be pretty bummed. Well, that's not what I meant. Actually, I didn't mean. I didn't mean that you aren't allowed to. I just meant a part of the act that you know isn't going to get you there. It can still be pleasurable. Yes. Right. It absolutely. So for can. a guy, would, yeah. So for a guy, it would be analogous. Like, let's say that um, a woman like. I I don't know tickled your the frenulum like you know the whatever the the corona the ridge around the head of your penis with a, a feather yeah. that might feel good uh-huh. you know it's not going to get you there but you're like oh this this is nice like I'm I'm enjoying this in the yeah. moment and I mean that's that's sort of the analogy here it's like there are elements of this that are enjoyable um, it's just not uh, going to cause this particular experience to happen but it doesn't make it a bad thing I think yeah. I guess it's, but okay. But this woman, this hypothetical woman who can't orgasm with her partner knows that. I think a hypothetical man who knows he's not going to be able to orgasm with his partner would be more frustrated than this hypothetical woman. Like I think women can enjoy sex more without orgasming, I guess. Is what well, I'm it depends saying. on what you mean by with your partner, right? I mean, yeah, uh, you can, yeah, let's say that you couldn't as a man you could not orgasm when your penis was inside her body for some reason okay yeah but she can still participate 
Like there's, it would. St- I still think your your brain would give you a, a more powerful orgasm because you're partnered than it than otherwise because like it's more stimulating to have another person there. Like the various, yeah. okay, I agree. Positive feedback loops. Okay, so, so in, yeah, I mean, are there things this guy can do that makes him feel included in the process? Like she's doing yeah, the, I mean, <laughs> the the arm work, but. Uh, you know, I don't know. He can caress her breasts or make out with her or something while she's doing this. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, my advice would be like, I think this is actually like he's yeah he's played this really badly, and it's kind of sad that it's lasted this long, uh, the way it's gone. Um, I would say yes, what you just said, yes, definitely to what you just said, and then the question would be like, you could explore other things, but instead of him getting butt hurt about he not being able to give her, make her come. The question would be like, are there other things? So for example, she could try lying on her back using her fingers, try a vibrator, things like that. And mm-hmm. then that would allow him to be more involved. Also, like with this thing, maybe they could do it in doggy style, prone bone. Like there might be other positions where she's doing this at the same time. Yeah. Um, they could simply explore it. Like the th- I actually thought it was a it was a surprise at the end of this question because I thought I thought where this was going was that she'd like never had an orgasm. Right. In which case then yeah, I mean, now you're like, and that happens. That's a thing that can happen, and that's much more challenging. But the fact that she can do it yeah. is actually like a yeah, real she's, positive. I, she's eighty-five yeah. percent of the way there. They just need to yeah. figure out how to do it together. Well, I actually I, think yeah. she's a hundred percent of the way there. Like, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with this state of affairs. Like, why does he care so much? Like, <laughs> she, she's willing to have sex with him. Like, what does he want? He cares because for you know half of a decade, he was convinced that he was this. You know, uh, Marquis de Sade. I understand. No, that I agree with. I understand that he cares about that. What I'm saying is, uh, why does he? Why did he care five years ago? Like he? Why is? Why are men so obsessed with like, you know, playing the female body video game? Like, why does it matter so much to men? I actually, I actually genuinely don't really understand this. Like, I think, I I mean, look, their body is their problem, right? I mean, like, it's. (laughs) I I mean, I'm I'm willing to help and be supportive and all that sort of stuff, but it's like, yeah, I don't. I don't. I actually genuinely have difficult uh, difficulty um, getting my arms around why guys have this like uh, psychological need to like be the the key that opens the lock. Like it isn't. It isn't yeah. the way women have the way. That's not how women's bodies work. It's not really how men's bodies work either. Like men, like a vanishingly small percentage of men start having st- their first orgasm is partnered. Like everybody's primary like yeah this is what i will say everybody's primary sexual experience is masturbation it just is so like get over it everyone's is yeah i think there's something okay there's like the romantic aspect right like there's something about the shared experience i mean that's not going to speak to you at all um no it does it's just i mean it can be shared without you playing it like a video game it's like you know you're there like you're, you yeah. Talk about it and like, yeah. I, I I used this word earlier on the show, but I'll use it again. I think men like imagining that they're needed. As you point out, they're not. But there's this, yeah, yeah. You said it. They okay. want to be the key that unlocks her lock. Right, and they're not. I mean, it's just the way it is. You're not. Maybe so. you're just. Yeah, I think. Well, for starters, <laughs> I think you are probably more. I don't know if enlightens the word, but you're more aware of like what's going on here than most men. It just strikes me. It's, it's like, look, I don't, I don't like the fact that I'm mortal. I mean, but I am like, it's like, what do you want? Like, this is just how it is. Like people can like pretend it's not that way, but it is that way. So like, why not just accept how it is and 
change the things you can change. I don't, it's strange to me. I think you yeah. actually have this. Like it bothers you too, right? Yeah, I don't like um, if I have a partner that you know hasn't orgasmed from partnered sex or has difficulty orgasming from partnered sex because <laughs> bums me out, man. I want to. I actually feel the wanna, opposite. I think it would be kind of cool because it means that she's being I know, honest. I know. I know. You know. And I would well, be suspicious the other way. I would. I, I wouldn't say it's impossible. I would just be suspicious. I'd be like, nah, "Are you?" Nah. <laughs> well, let's talk about this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, your entire point of view here is a little bit um, saddled with this belief that a lot of women are kind of confused about whether they're orgasming or not in the first place. Well, I know that I know that um, PIV orgasms for women are somewhat rare, not zero. I'm not right. saying that. And I, I'm not saying I wouldn't believe it uh, in, a, in a relationship or in a situation with a woman. I would just be, I would be a little skeptical. And then I, right. whatever. Your, like, your, your prior would be skepticism. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. All right, let's move on. This person says, and we've got more oral here. My husband went down on me after three years. Was he attracted to my friend? So my husband was having a drink around 10 p.m. and I was just giving him company. My friend in the next building appears at her window and we wave at each other. My husband insists I'm calling her over for a drink. She is busy, but she comes and we have a drink and nice conversation for about 45 minutes. And we go to sleep and I'm almost asleep when I feel my husband down on me licking. (laughs) Wait, isn't this the same as the other person? We have those two it's, it's questions. Sim- it's similar. No, it's up similar. With these guys that are like a nocturnal. I know. I know. To... Okay. Yeah. I'm obviously okay. shocked because he hasn't done that for more than three years. We have had sex. F- we had had sex a few hours before drinking too. Uh, and he dismissed when uh, I mentioned oral in the past. While I should be happy about it, I can't help thinking if he was attracted to my friend and got horny. I think he is not attracted Probably. to me anymore after I had a baby. Am I overthinking? I think she's not overthinking. I think that's almost certainly what happened here. Well, I'm not sure why. I mean, I think it's possible and sort of likely, but I'm not sure why that that attraction would cause the specific behavior of him suddenly wanting to give her oral. Well, that's... Not- that's- I guess a somewhat interesting point, but I think it's related to like, well, his arousal is higher than it's been for a long time. And so now, you know, his disgust reflex is suppressed more than it usually is because his arousal is so amped up. And this, this is how it, the oral is the way that manifests. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that this happens with women too. Like women read like a romance novel and then want (laughs) higher libido afterward. Right. I mean, isn't this why guys will like go to a romantic a part of the reason guys will go to a romantic comedy with their partner is they figure like, oh, this will definitely this is going to amp things up. I mean, they don't, they don't certainly I... don't want to go to like get them. Uh, well, you know, the romantic comedy is always about getting married. So I doubt that's the reason the guy goes. But anyway, <laughs> you're going to say something. I love romantic comedies. Um, so, oh, yeah. The no- the notion of like going to see a romantic comedy to get some points doesn't really. Oh, by the way, what's your favorite romantic comedy, Keith? Oh, I don't think I have like a collated list in my mind. I will. I'll think about it. I'll think about it, and I'll do it at the beginning of next show. Okay. Let me make a note. Uh, and I did go see Oppenheimer. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was not as good as Cats. Uh, Cats certainly <laughs> was superior. Did, did you, when you asked me last episode if I'd seen it, is that because you saw it? No, I still haven't seen it. No. Okay. Well, then there's not an interesting conversation to have there. Uh, I, okay. I do have thoughts about it, but um, 
Okay. I, I'll, I'll see it. I don't think people weekend. will agree with me. I think it'll, it's my viewpoint will not, is not a popular one. As I learned from rottentomatoes.com. Are you, if you just had to guess, uh, so they've both been fairly successful, but let's say that Oppenheimer has made X million. Uh, uh, how much, how much do you think Barbie has made? Three X. And the reason why is I was in Santa Monica a couple of days ago and I yeah. saw that there was this, this phenomenon going on where, first of all, I know, so the, I'm cheating because I know that uh, Barbie was sold out at all the theaters. That's yeah. I know that. Yeah. So actually direct market research. And second, Oppenheimer was not, not close. And secondly, right. I saw all these women dressed up as Barbie going to the Barbie movie. And so I was yeah. like, oh, there's, this is what's happening. So I don't know, but I'm guessing 3X. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast today discussing the almost accidental uh, social media viral success of Barbie and how studios can't really control that. They, they hope for it and they try to seed it. And uh, um, I think it, I can't remember who the studio is, but Mattel and the studio definitely, you know, there's tie-ins with, there's some like insurance, there's a progressive ad with a, a Barbie tie-in and various clothing brands have tie-ins, but yeah, it's become like a meme. And a lot of people I think are going to it just because they want to get dressed up in pink and get that picture with their friends to post on social media. Yes. That was what it looked like. And they're not all necessarily in pink. There was a variety of costumes, but it, it was, and it was yeah. all women. I didn't see significant numbers of men going to that movie. Yeah. I think uh, the not, numbers yeah. I saw were, were 130 million for Barbie and 80 million for Oppenheimer, but I don't remember for sure. Oh, it's not three X. Okay. So it's, it's 1.5 yeah. or less yeah. actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's move on. This person says sex lasts too long. I've been with my partner for around eight years. We have sex around three times a week. It's pretty good. I, it usually lasts at least an hour after about 20 minutes of penetration. Wow. I start to get either sore or bored or both an hour. I've talked to him so many times about how I would prefer it to be quicker, but Nothing seems to change. I know he masturbates between sex, and I think he has given himself death grip, <laughs> although he won't admit it. If sex was 10 to 20 minutes, I would have no problem doing it every day or even twice a day. As it is now, I start to dread it. Most of the time, I no longer even want to partake in foreplay. I don't even want him to touch me. Sometimes as I am in the mindset, this is going to take hours. I just want to get it done. It doesn't help that he has a very large penis, which makes sex for that long, which makes sex for that long even more painful. Okay, so she wants shorter sex with a smaller penis. I mean, I think we have some listeners that can help. Uh, I used to dress up a lot and be quite adventurous and enjoy sex. Now I'm starting to despise it and resent him. I've talked to him about the length of intercourse many times and nothing seems to change. Is there anything more I can do in this situation? Okay. So I wanted to have like a general conversation here. Like an hour is, I don't know how long, like you know, when you've been coupled for a long time, like the average, you don't really want the average, you want like the median sexual encounter. Right. But yeah. Something like, I mean, aren't there numbers on this? Like the average, like uh, length of penetration is like five to eight minutes or something. Is that right? It's like three to five. Okay. It's much, it's, it's really short. It's, it's, it's surprisingly short actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, th- so there's that. And then, you know, even if you're doing you know, your due diligence on the foreplay and maybe some oral before, like, I mean, it's hard to get up to an hour. So, uh, yeah, the, the, I mean, there, okay. I have to admit there's something a little bit hot to me about this. Just, just as an aside, I, I, I realize that she's 
a real human being with a body and that's not great because she's experiencing this all the time. She's in her own little like sort of prison of like experiencing yeah. this all the time. But like just the note, just like from the standpoint of like a almost like a pornographic imagination, uh, a single encounter where it's just this guy with his huge penis and it's like just going on and on. It's kind of hot. I mean, there's some like he's overwhelming right. or something. I can see that. I can the, see like there being something kind of, yeah. Yeah. You like impositions in your, in your porn, I think depends but i mean i can i can certainly see i can certainly <laughs> see that uh that there's a there's like a story there um okay she yeah i mean he, yes he has death grip like basically it's he he, he, he simply she said she should like i don't yeah i don't really it's it's she she could tell him hey i would match your frequency if you just came sooner um on the other hand Maybe he can't. Maybe like even if he stopped beating off, he wouldn't be able to get there. In which case, it would be challenging. What ha- What happens in minute thirty that he can't do in minute ten? Like, what is thirty minutes of stroking even like? <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that's a good question. Um, what, what do you think is the longest you've ever, uh, longest it's taken you and a partner to counter between the, the start of whatever your, your penis being stroked, whatever way and the, the, your climax, what's the, what's the longest for you? I mean, it's going to be you know, some time when I was drunk or something. Okay. And okay. You do know. you think you sobered up during the act? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, I definitely had the experience where. I feel like my partner wants me to, you know, shit or get off the pot, and right, you know. But how does when I get that feeling? You, you know, I normally just stop because it's like, I don't know, I don't know, like whether I'm going to be able to reliably get there, and like I don't, I really don't like imposing on my partners, and so, I mean, there is a another thing there, which is like some women get pretty upset if you don't come like they get really insecure sure. because you know their experience is the man comes 100 of the time and so not bothers them but so you have to somehow yeah, like, reassure them and put it on you like say oh right. you know, i'm just drunk or tired right. or something right uh, I have to fall on my sword but yeah i, mean, I don't the, think so when you ask uh, 30 minutes just seems wild to me like I've yeah, had the, the sex way I, for, for longer than that, of course, but it's, you know, changing positions and, you know, it's not just like constant. Yeah, I mean, the way I would think about that is when you're, when you've, when you've moved into the situation where you're trying to finish as a guy, mm-hmm. you can't, you don't have absolute control over exactly when it's going to happen. Um, you have pretty no. good control, but not absolute control. And yeah, well, there's um, a point of no return. And then there's a point of like medium return right like you, you, yeah it, it, it's not going to be great but you can you can abort if you have to right but the, but the but the point i want to make is that you there's some sort of probability each minute or something that you're going to get to that point of medium return or whatever where you like okay now we're like on the downhill slope here mm-hmm. and depending on like how you're feeling that day like if you're drunk things like that like it's going to the, that probability is going to be different um if you're actually trying, you're saying, okay, now I'm trying to finish. Um, and yeah, there can be a number of factors there, but you could imagine, let's say that probability could be as high as like 
80% or something. It might even be 100%. There might be situations where it's 100 but there could also be situations, even if you're not drunk, where it's like 10% or 20%. Yeah. So on average, it would take you, let's say if it's 20%, it would on average just being super simple, it would take five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could get really unlucky and have it take a lot longer yeah. because it just doesn't happen. And I've had I that experience before. I understand I've the math there. Where like, it just doesn't seem like it's happening. It's, it's like that, that like spark just doesn't seem yeah. to happen. You're like, huh, I don't, I don't, and I'm not sure completely why. I have to. And it just takes it's, a lot longer. It happens to me when I'm masturbating sometimes too. It doesn't happen often, but like when it does, it's always pretty frustrating. Yeah. And so I could see that, but, but, but this guy's situation is a little different because it's happening consistently. Uh, so that I, I have to think this would be frustrating for him. Also kind of physically exhausting because depending on what position they're in, uh, he's having probably to take an active part. And he's probably getting quite tired. Yeah. You know. I think when people write stuff like this, they don't have a timer next to the bed. And so she's saying an hour, hmm. but, you know, come on. <laughs> it's actually eight minutes. Um, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, there's some there's some time dilation. Um, but anyway, he's, uh, yeah. He's, that, uh, he's rusting relativistically fast. Yeah. <clears throat> it's hard to imagine for me. Like... I've had like this fantasy for a while where, okay, I'm deciding. Yeah, I'll just say this. I think it would be cool to have a partner that for a day was just like, I want to eke as many orgasms out of you as we possibly can. And so there's like absolutely no responsibility to take on any uh, responsibility for them for their pleasure. It's just like about me getting those orgasms as quickly as possible. Cause you probably want me to get them quicker. The, you know, the more time it takes you to get each orgasm, the the less potential you have to have more. And so, okay. And so, yeah, like that is sort of like a, a fantasy of mine. And so like this, this notion that, uh, yeah, she's like telling him to hurry up and he just like, can't is sort of confusing and foreign to me. I guess, yeah, I guess he just has death grip. He just can't get the stimulation he needs. Yeah, I'm confident he could change his personal behaviors. He might be on a, on a medication. He might be overweight. There are other things that are possible here, but I yeah, most sure, likely sure. he could change behaviors and, and right. resolve this. Right. Um, and which is, and it's oh. strange that he's not, given what she said. Yeah, yeah. All right, we've gone a bit over here, so let's let's wrap it. That'll do it for this episode of Your Mileage May Vary. We'd like feedback. Please send us some. Uh, if you do, we pay $10 for any feedback. Uh, just give us your Venmo or Cash App or however you want it. Uh, we can. We also like listener questions. So if you want us to talk about something on the air, let us know. If you want to ask us a question privacy, privately, let us know. Uh, the email is ymmvpod at gmail.com. And we respond to everything. So if you're bored, you can chat with us. We're slightly more coherent than ChatGPT. Uh, we don't thank respond you for- to dick pic. <laughs> yeah, that, that we, we had to stop because it seemed like we were almost encouraging it. Uh, thank you for listening, and we look forward to having you next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Mm-hmm.